This is the audio podcast show 124 Post Calamity Doctor. It's Tuesday the 29th of July for us and I'm Samuel Freeman joined today only by Adam Yanch. Hello everybody. Ah, ah, and that's in reference to our show title Post Calamity Doctor. Um, unfortunately the real reference for that show title isn't here. Scott Hewitt isn't with us this week. But uh, we, we titled the show that because of him becoming a doctor last week and also because he had a nightmarish technological situation going on, prevailing. Uh, um, so the audio podcast, one, two, four. Um, you can get in touch with us via Twitter and email. It's at the audio podcast for Twitter. Uh, show at the audio podcast.co.uk for email. Um, if you if you follow us, you probably don't need to know that you can uh, get the audio podcast from iTunes, Gpod, or Stitcher, uh, and on YouTube where we do the live video. And of course, you can follow our notes at the audiopodcast.co.uk forward slash show forward slash one two four for this week. Let and us get oh. In the, and yes, let us get started. In the show this week, we have a review to start off with, the news as always, and then some plunder. So, review first. This is um, something that we mentioned earlier in the month when it was updated, which is the Audifex Amp Lion Pro, um, which is a guitar amp rig simulator. Yeah. It, does, does it have a lion involved? An actual um, lion? Not really. No, there is pictures of lions in their um, stuff, but there's no no actual lions within. There's images of lion in there, but I, there's no lion sound effects or anything. If I'd have thought of it, that's such a good question. I could have like got some open source samples of lions roaring and um, <laughs> put them through the device through the amp. That would have been good. <laughs> alas, right. alas. But yes. We're going. I'm going to share my desktop now, and let's see what happens with that. Start screen share, and then I disappear into the distance on the video feed. And <laughs> switch to Reaper. Okay, in Reaper, I have a um, very minimal. Ex well, I've got some exported guitar DIs, two guitar tracks, and a bass that have been exported from a project and brought into here. So we've got only three tracks: two guitars and a bass. And on each of them, I have an instance of the Audifex Amplion Pro plugin. This can also be run in standalone, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, let's have a little listen, shall we? So I've got Guitar 1 soloed, and I will bypass the amplifier so we can hear what it sounds like. Okay, clean DI guitar, switch on the amplifier. I'm guessing that came through rather loud. Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> okay, there we go. Taking the fade down to minus 15 on the master. Okay, let's just grab the microphone and move it around a little. And we can change the distance. And there are two microphones. Which... But we can also change the cabinet. I'm going to go to just one microphone so it's easy to tell what's happening. So you've got two. Oh wow! Wow. Okay. 
so you've got the two speakers there. So what what does that represent in in the amp model? Okay, so the signal flow. Let's let's start from the beginning. It's going to be the easiest because these come towards the end of it. You have an area for stomp boxes. So it currently is going through a treble booster, um, and there's a large array of different pedals. In the documentation, it tells you what um, real-world hardware the different devices have been modelled after. Um, we then go into the amp. We've got the preamp and power amp, which you can either choose to have matched or not. So we can choose a different preamp and a different power amp, if you wish. Then the output of these go into a cabinet, and we choose, well, it's labeled speaker, and you choose which speaker you want that to go through. And then after that, you choose what microphone you want to pick it up with. And then the microphone has distance and XY position, as well as angle. And there's two. So out of the amp, you can go into two separate cabs, each with its own microphone. Okay, and can can you then mix the the yeah. outputs of those and blend them together? So the two the two microphone outputs have a pan control and an output level control. Okay, so you can either you can set them at the same pan and and blend them as one sound, or you can pan them separately and and make a stereo sound by having different settings in each for each cab. Effectively. Yep. Ooh, I found nice. I found have been able to have the same guitar amp go through two different cabinets. I found that really strange, actually. I'm sure with more, if I got used to it more, it'd be, you know, I've, I've put two microphones on a single amplifier before. But I've never put a guitar signal through two separate amps. Or, well, well, I wonder if that is a good way. Maybe they've done it that way because you, if you can run a mono signal, but um, and you know, put your guitar in the middle of the mix. But if you want to spread your guitar wide in the mix. This is actually a very easy way of doing it because you can run two very similar cabs, just change you know, change the distance or the position or the angle of one slightly and then pan them hard left and hard right or you know, any degree and then you've got yourself a, a stereoized guitar signal but you don't have to put it through another effect to get the stereo effect. So maybe that's why they've done that. Yep, and it's really it's very effective when you're mixing that way. It's yep, you can mix, you can you can have a kind of mono, you can have a guitar that's not either to the left or to the right, a, a guitar that sits you know in the whole of the stereo field, but without, but whilst making room for other things, without sounding mono, as it were. Yeah, it's very effective. There's also more effects that you can place further down, either after the, essentially after the microphone signal. Or if we click on um, help and info, there's a and click show signal flow. Mm -hmm. You can see that the rack effects can either be put between the preamp and the power amp, or between the preamp and its spring, spring reverb, in fact. So either there or oh, so yeah, not after the. It's only the limiter that goes after the microphone. So you can either put it between the preamp and the power amp, or you can put it after the power amp. So this is a, actually a very comprehensive sort of. It's not just modelling an amplifier and a microphone. It's actually kind of from guitar to sound output. You've got various ways of modelling 
how the signal flow works and all of the all the components of the system. Yes, um, and one of the things I like about it is yep. So you've got all these different pieces of equipment modelled, and yep, how you configure them is quite flexible. But it is finite, and I, I actually like that about it. It's I think it's ninety nine dollars or ninety nine euros, one or the other, that this is retailing at, and you get all of this equipment, and then that's it. Compared to something like the IK Multimedia um, Custom Shop thing, where you, I think you actually get the wrapper for free, but then you have to purchase individual pieces of gear for ten dollars each or twenty dollars each, and to build up your own custom rig, but. But then you've always—it's always infinite. You could always buy more and add more, and you—you know—you've you, what you're using is a is a shop where, where this is a kind of—it's expansive, but it's finite at the same time. Yeah, it doesn't force you to have to buy any more if you—you're not limited from the outset. Effectively, you you get you get everything. Done. Yep. That are, are there any different kind of versions of it, or is this? Just there is, one package. There is a free version. Um, do they have a link to their web page? Website, yes. Um, but that is very, very much limited in comparison. So if we go, I'm playing free. Did it register? I suppose this one just has a very small set of the models that you get with the pro version. Yes, it does. Computers lagging on me. Um, yep, the free version has just five channels, so you only have basically one amp, but it's an amp that has five different channels on it. Okay. And. But then, you know, I'd say $99 isn't very much for. This is pretty fully featured, especially with the. So when you showed me the or showed us uh, the the picture with uh, with all the cabling and how how everything's set up, yeah, that one there. Um, can you change that, or is that just how it's set? The routing is always the same, but what happens within the stump boxes? You've got um, here. It shows two rows of four, and effects pedals they call it, you've got the choice of either having a serial row so it goes through the top four and then through the second set of four, or you mm -hmm. can switch that to parallel so you can go parallel through two streams. So you've got a bit of flexibility there. Okay. Um, and yeah, with the rack effects, you can either put them post-amp or as an effects loop. Each one has a switch to say wh where it goes, so whether it's going to go here or here. Um, what, uh, with the stomp boxes and the effects, what are the range? What, I mean, I'm sure it covers a, a good a, a amount of stuff, but what are the kind of ranges that we're looking at here? So the effects pedals, we've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different drive pedals. Um, we've got two, we've got Oh, I thought there was two different Dynamics processors, actually. Well, there's only one listed here. Um, two chorus pedals, phaser pedal, two flanges, one, two, three, four, five different types of wah, and um, an analog tremolo model. 
Um, so that was the stomp boxes listed, but the rack effects are essentially the same, um, if, but fewer of them. So the rack effect gives you a subset of the stomp box at a different stage in the signal flow. Okay. I see. I see. And of course, you can always put your own stomp boxes in. Is there a way of uh, routing the effects through anywhere else? Um, no, but you could always use multiple instances of the of the um, plugin if you wanted to. I suppose, and use the host's own routing to do anything that wasn't accommodated within. So th does that mean that you can um, switch in and out all of the different sections? So if you didn't want, uh, say you didn't want to actually run through amps, you just wanted to DI, or if there was one part of the signal flow that you didn't want, you can just um, m not mute it, but bypass it. Yeah, you can definitely bypass the power amp. Um, the speaker, you can the speakers you can bypass, which you know automatically bypasses the microphone. Um, I don't think it's possible to mic. Oh, yep, you can. So you can bypass the microphone by going flat as the microphone model. Um, although, I think that still gives you the option to position it. Which, so yeah, I guess that's a, a hypothetical flat frequency response microphone. <laughs> Bypassing it, um, but it would still give you, you know, by changing its position, you'll get different phase response. Um, yeah, so you can bypass most things, I suppose. I think that okay. the the preamp itself seems to be the only thing that cannot be bypassed. But then, you know, if you were bypassing that, what would be the point? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess the point would be to go through other things. But you know, have you had if you put a a clean channel with you know, no gain and flat EQ and such, um, then it's almost the same as bypassing, perhaps? I don't know. I would say so. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I said I would mention the standalone version. I think if we can look at the image of that on the web page, right? It would be quicker than loading it up. In the standalone version, they have a audio player recorder section. So you can play along to your to your own tunes or to tunes from your iTunes library, and you can also record your guitar input. So you can, if you're just jamming, you can record riffs or whatever. Or if you want to listen back to what is, to what you've played, um, and when you're recording, you can choose whether or not to include the effects, the amp modeling, or whether you just want to record the DI, and you can choose whether or not to include the um, the, the tape playback as it were, you know, the audio that you're going with. I found this section massively disappointing. That's why it's not worth loading it up to show. It's very, very basic. It's not very clear whether or not it's recording or not or how long it's been recording for. Um, it has a, a track manager type thing where you can look at all of the different recordings you've made and you can choose what you want to listen to. But it's, yeah, it was not as intuitive as I hoped it would be. So... Yeah, it, it's there, it exists, but I think that, that that could have been done better. It's not a massive selling point for it, I think. I think that the extensive modeling and the huge flexibility of using this in, in a DAW, I think, is its strongest point. But the standalone does have um, this program manager feature for 
setting up a a sequence of presets which you can then trigger remotely from a foot pedal or whatever or through MIDI so that if you did want to use it live then you could you, you could you know have a whole a whole song set preset up so you can just check through to progress in the in the music okay yeah. cool yeah cool I have no more questions Cool. I don't think there was anything else I wanted to add. Um, yeah, I found it's it's amazing how much. Maybe that's what I'm looking for. It's amazing how high, how differently you play when you're playing through something like this compared to um, going through like you want, once you you know plugging into a different amp really changes your playing style because the sound coming through is affected. Yeah, it like it makes you want to play in a different style. Like the the, the way that the like, harmonics resonate and things is is so exaggerated by certain settings, etc. Which is, I guess, obvious. But for someone like me who doesn't play guitar that often, and I don't have, I've got my bass guitar here, but I don't have my bass amp here, so I only really play through um, DI or through the little Vox amp plug thing that I have. So that's the only way that I normally play. So it was. Interesting to find myself physically playing the instrument in ways that I hadn't, I hadn't ever, or certainly hadn't for a long time. But with the authenticity of the modelling, and when I had a guitarist over here and we were doing some recording, it's the modelling goes as far that when you when you're just idling, the hum, the hum coming through, and the hum and the hiss is is very authentic, as if you've got an amp cranked up really loud in the corner <laughs> of the room and. <laughs> It would be nice if you could. Well, it has the noise gate on there, which is invaluable. Um, but yeah, I, being able to dial out the sound that we like without without all this reality being in there. But I guess it shows that the way the modeling's happening, you know, if it wasn't taking the the air on the guitar, just the natural pickup hum or whatever, if that wasn't being processed in that way, then the rest of it wouldn't. So it's authentic in that way I suppose yeah. cool so uh, that's a thumbs up I'd say yeah for Audifex's Amp Lion Pro rah! the rah was added by me that's not part of the if you search for that in, on Google no I mean it doesn't it doesn't help you find it just just get rid of the rah that was that was just added for effect um, shall we move on with the news Let's get on to what's new in the news. Um, okay, I spotted this yesterday, or perhaps today. Sonic Lab have released Cosmos FFX, which is a VSC AU plug-in version of their V-Saturn instrument, which we may or may not have mentioned before. I've certainly seen it. but So, yep, this is taking what they were selling as an instrument, but then having it with an audio input instead of its own input, so you can put your own sounds through it. There's a video um, on YouTube that was posted earlier this week. Um, is linked to in the show notes at theaudiopodcast.co.uk slash show slash 124, which has a walkthrough of its features. And, yeah, it's it's an interesting little instrument. Or, well, processor as it is now. Well, I'll tell you what, also, it looks a bit maxi, doesn't it? It does. I think that, in fact, I'm sure that the, this was um, prototyped originally in Max MSP um, several years ago, 
And so I don't know if it's still being made in Macs or whether it's just... I don't... I don't, I don't know, know if you can even do that anymore. No, you can't do um, the. You can't do AU or VST plugins as a um, from a Max patch anymore. You used to be able to do that with Plugo, yeah, but that's that's long gone. Um, so, but it's even with the sound. This, watching this video and it's very, you know, it's not it's stepping through all the different features, so it's not the most audibly exciting thing. To listen to, you know, it's not a piece of music in this video, um, but the types of sound and the transformation of sound that were happening were very, yeah, reminiscent of Max-like sounds from, like, from some of my own works and things. I, I could recognise the types of processes going on under the skin, but the way of accessing them is quite, quite different. So, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Remember, everyone, you can go to the audiopodcast.co.uk forward slash show forward slash one two four and you can there's we've actually embedded the video the sonic the son effects that's something else uh the cosmos f fx uh video there in the notes so you can read the notes and, and watch the video straight off um, and then when you follow through to the next um to the next story you'll find that motu have announced have they released oh they might have released them yeah. Their new line of audio interfaces that are Thunderbolt compatible. Now that is exciting. Yep, directly Thunderbolt native interfaces, but also support USB 2 um, as class compliance so that it will work on USB 3, etc. But it's also, you know, it's not cutting off people with older hardware yet, so, which is good. Um, as well as the Thunderbolt and USB 2, they have this AVB networking thing going on, which is. Um, Audio-visual bridge. Um, we'll get. Should we come back to that in a bit? And then they've got ADAT in and out and word clock in and out on all three models. The three models are the 1248, the 16A, and the 8M. And I'll tell you what. Um, of the three, there's one that I think is is very special. But uh, let's start with the 1248, uh, which is, I suppose, a kind of um, your kind of standard all uh, all purpose type interface. You get your um, your mic inputs, you've got four XLR mic inputs there, uh, a couple of high Z guitar inputs on the front. Uh, you get TRS line inputs on the back, eight of them, and 12 uh, line outputs on uh, a TRS as well. And you get two times stereo headphones. And because it's a Motu, all of those, like the two headphones outputs, should be separately addressable, and all of this kind of stuff. So you get a nice mix of um, inputs and outputs on the 1248, and you get a nice clear screen on the front. Not so many buttons anymore, I've noticed mm. on on the front. They've they've reduced the buttons and just put a big display with all the meters for everything, which is sweet. The display is um multifunctional. It gives all the meters, but it's a uh, it's a pixel display. I've forgotten the number of pixels in there, but it's an LED pixel type display that, yeah, is multifunctional for the meters and for the menus. So, and of course the you've got the uh, the dials to to change the um, gains and and everything on the front panel. Uh, so and and 48 volt. Um, phantom power on the front panel, so that's that's sweet. Um, the next model and my favourite model 
is the 16A, which is basically 16 in out uh, on TRS, quarter inch TRS. And I, for me, that's a really, it's like there are very few sound cards that have that. That mm. they all tend to have mic inputs and headphone outputs and these kinds of things. But having lot a, 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 an interface with lots of um, ins and outs on TRS is really useful if you've got lots of old keyboards like with multiple outputs and you want to connect them all in uh, on separate inputs um, and also bus outputs from the computer out to things like samplers or effects or this kind of stuff. So to me, that's the that's the jewel in the crown. Um, and then there's the 8M, which is goes the other way. Yep. And so has, go, go on, Sam. So this is kind of more more in line with the older kind of 8 Pre sort of style thing, where it has um, eight combined. Um, what do they call it? So the combo style jacks. So they it's either, it's got eight mic preamps, but it's also eight line inputs. So either yeah. combi combi jacks. Yeah, so it's got eight of them, and then it's got eight out on balance jacks, um, and then it's also got eight out in and out, one bus of that. So, yeah, but all, all very tidy, all very tidy. These have the Ethernet port connection on them, which enable you to interlink them to each other. So you could have one of these connected through Thunderbolt to your Mac or whatever, and then connect a second one. So if you had your um, your 16A for for what you described, but then also wanted some mic inputs as well, then you could connect an 8M, mm -hmm. chain them together, and get the whole lot through on QMix. On one Thunderbolt port. And that's cool, because you can kind of do that now with multiple USB and Firewire on a Mac using aggregate uh, in-outs, so that your software sees the aggregate in-out as you set it up as one device. Mm -hmm. But this basically allows... I. And also because this AVB is um, an IEEE standard, that means that it's not proprietary to Motu, I suppose. So any other uh, manufacturer of uh, audio interfaces can can use the same thing, and hopefully they'd be um, compatible amongst each other. That's the idea, I think. Yeah, and you know, we the first scenario described there would be to have these two things in the same rack, but you could have if you have your if you had your 16A in your in your control room, you might have your 8M in the live room, and then you'd be able to send headphone mixes back to the analog outs in that room, whilst taking eight microphones in and have the whole thing carrying whatever distance over Ethernet. So That's, it's very sweet. And uh, Motu are, have also released a five-port port AVB switch, so that you can just use that and, and connect as many, well, up to five into one connector. So that's really, really cool. One thing I'd like to, to just mention, though, the uh, if you go to the to our notes, the audio podcast at KDUK, you can go to each model on the Motu website, but I have to say I don't like the way they've done the the product pages on the website. It all looks very flash, very swanky, but it it doesn't work very well. It's it's I, I was you know 
I was trying to kind of scroll through and I felt like it was jumping ahead and I couldn't see everything and yeah I wasn't so sure about uh, about the website but you know that doesn't impact the product at all no I think if you go to I mean currently this would go maybe we should find a permanent link to this but the Motu homepage have a news item released on the 22nd of this month so that's that that's almost a week ago now actually um, which has a more of a text-based overview of them all um, which introduces them in fact I will amend the notes to include that link because yeah the whole it's one of those where you scroll down and it changes like a PowerPoint presentation or something it's a bit but I think it requires a screen of a certain size to work properly it yeah. probably works fairly decently on an iPad with all the scrolling but uh, yeah, that's that. That's the only, the only bad point so far. Um, also, of course, right, we have to say Native Instruments, of course, a while ago moved away from their Flash website, and it's now their website's nice and easy. But that's old news. That's that's almost plumber. Well, we mentioned how much how bad it was so many times. It's fair to now mention how it's better a bit more. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Okay, and then uh, final, the, the final news story is a sale, a summer sale, uh, by Sampler Banks. Mm. Yep, 30% off over 400 products, does it say? I'm going from memory now while I amend the previous link. Um, there are quite a lot. I'm on, on the website that we links through. So summer sale, this is available till middle of August something is it? Oh dear, I've not got... It's all yes, it's 30% summer sale on more than 400 products um, and 15th of August is what the note says. Okay. Um, and um, looking down the list there are quite a few uh, sample packs that you can get here. I think the one that I'd probably get is Poolside Volume 2 just because it sounds idyllic even though it probably isn't because it's house construction kits so it's probably just like when you want a bit of a raucous poolside event rather than just you know chill out so they've definitely arranged it so the summer themed sounds are at the top I think the first one on the list is summer hit vocal um, <laughs> available for £18 rather than £26 or so yeah. yeah you have to go right to the end and you'll find uh, the, the winter sounds the, for all the winter type music that you're going to be making. Yep. First call, you know, sample banks on cheap. Great. Mm hmm. Bringing us yeah. to the end of the news. The news has ended. And uh, t taking us into I, our one post of plunder, one plunder post. Arg. And uh, that is, you know what I've done? Um, while Scott's away, I've started a new little. Uh, a new little section uh, which is under the plunder this time but I don't know maybe one day it'll become its own section I'm calling it Kickstarter Corner and you know we've documented quite a few Kickstarter campaigns uh, notable ones of course are the tuna knobs um, but also some other kind of random ones and uh, yeah I thought um, what have we got on Kickstarter that's audio related at the moment that looks pretty decent and I found this this is the Rewire uh, Art Times Audio Exhibition. Um, but what the Kickstarter is actually for is for a, a, a book and vinyl box set which basically takes what this exhibition is presenting 
and puts it into something that you can have at home. Uh, the idea behind the project is called the Re Rewire Project, and it's uh, curated by Rob Swain and Andrew Parker. Uh, they've got some um, abstract uh, urban artists um, who have made some art, and in a flip around of the album artwork um, situation, the uh, a bunch of elect electronic musicians are um, interpreting those artworks and making music out of them. So it kind of flips that the other way around. Um, and the works are to be exhibited um, at the Gamma Transport Division in Edinburgh. And that's on the day that the Kickstarter finishes. So um, so the, the, the exhibition basically runs kind of uh, will be running anyway. So this Kickstarter isn't to fund the exhibition, but they want to be able to produce this uh, um, this physical box set that uh, that people can have after the fact. Well, the current state of it is 10 days to go, 48 backers, and almost halfway to their goal. So, yeah. So, yeah, take but, a look at the link. And they've got on the, if you go to the Kickstarter link, they also have uh, the lists of the artists involved. Uh, so you can find out if there's an artist there that you like. And maybe if you're in Edinburgh, you should go and see the... Um, Go and see the uh, exhibition while it's out there. Mm -hmm. I, I understand why they've called it Rewire Art Times Audio, the whole thing, but it's kind of, it is a bit confusing because there's the Rewire protocol, which is when you put <laughs> first together, it's the first thing I think of, it's got nothing to do with that. <laughs> I, that did not cross my mind oh. at all. Um, so I think they're safe, I think they're fine. Okay, and with the ending of the plunder section also comes the ending of the audio podcast for this week. Wow. There we go. We did it. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs Scott Hewitt? Well, we, we like having Scott Hewitt around, don't we? We do. We do. So, yep. Um, that was post-Calamity Doctor and... Yeah, we, there was some minor calamity almost prior to the show starting, but we got through without anyone falling off the internet and all that, so it's great. Yes. Next week, we will be back with show 125 and stuff, news and things, I guess. And will Scott be back? I think so. I think so. That's good. Cool. So I have been and will continue to be Samuel Freeman. And uh, seeing as you stole my line, I'll just say that Adam Yanch has also been part of this show this week, and we will see you in the future. Bye. Goodbye.